<laughs> Do it, Bryce. Do it to me. <laughs> Give me the intro. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Congratulate me. Tell me you're so proud of me. <laughs> Congratulations. You found volume nine. We're so of the proud of you. Fuck you. I'm trying to get through the thing. Start over. Uh, of the Rock of Shame podcast. The backlog busting, deep diving music podcast where we discover something new every single week. I am your host, the bad boy Bryce Reed. I am joined by the father of all, Mr. Greg Plord. We're on our worst behavior. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and the thick daddy himself, Mr. Drew Peak. I just flipped a switch. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the show, let me give you the good news. Each week, these three very hunky boys, uh, and sometimes guests, uh, select a musical artist or group that we've uh, never really listened to, and we spend the whole week immersing ourselves in the art and culture and world of that artist, only to return here the following week and tell you all about it. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you can listen along with us and join our brand new Discord community at tinyurl.com slash rockashame. We got some friends over there in the Discord community, but we could always use more a vibrant, uh, awesome speaking community where everyone comes in to talk about music or anything else that's on their mind over there at, uh, at tinyurl.com slash rockashame for the invite. Uh, we love the Discord. It's uh, where all the best jokes of the show end up during the week. So, uh, you got to get over there, man. It's really cool. I also posted uh, uh, le legitimate food porn in there just a few minutes ago. <laughs> uh, it was absolutely atrocious, but you should still join. <laughs> music is better when you share it. And so is this podcast. Share us on Facebook. Tell your friends. Tweet us out at Rock of Shame. And you can always watch the show record live uh, Tuesday nights uh, over at uh, twitch.tv slash thickboydrewski. Most importantly, for now, just subscribe on any podcast platform that you listen to and listen along with us every week as we talk about music. Uh, and we have one hell of an episode going up tonight man it's gonna be fantastic um but i'm almost scared by bryce's level of excitement i'm excited <laughs> to talk i as i said on the pre-show only a couple of times i'm excited to talk about drake uh <laughs> uh new music uh let's uh let's talk about some new music uh I don't know. Let's start as we always do with Drew, because Drew's usually the guy who's got something good for the for the boys and girls at home. <sighs> well, um, I personally have a track that's finished, but I have not released it yet. So, um, well, but it's fully mastered, and I'm really excited about it. And I might be able to announce it in the upcoming week or two. Mm. Fingers crossed. But mm. this one's really special. That's all I'm saying. Next. Is it a remix of the Six Flags theme song? No. Oh. That would be the logical direction after remixing literally Will Smith. <laughs> but no. Oh, well, this, was fully, this was fully original. Like all my sounds, like not a remix. Like, uh, like there's no nothing in there that's like needs to be cleared or anything like that. It's all it's just, just is it is it just a bunch of uh, like farts and you like hitting hitting glasses around the house and stuff. Um, I will say that it's 
it's probably not going to be your cup of tea, Bryce, after your rating of Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Will it be my cup of tea, Drew? Might be, yeah. It's definitely, um, it's definitely good clubbing vibes. So, Greg, give us some new music, buddy. Um, well, let's see. There was a couple things. Uh, I'll recommend a couple of albums here. Uh, the first one is Black Midi's new record, Cavalcade. They are an avant-garde kind of art-rocky uh, post-rock band out of the UK, and they are extremely weird. It's hard to really categorize them, really. But uh, 42 minutes, eight songs, and it is absolutely one of the most bizarre records I've listened to, and it's already in my top five of the year. So I would highly recommend that if you're into some really weird shit. Um, and one album that actually got released um, not too long ago, also, uh, my buddies in Coquette, they are a, a Vermont trio. They're kind of a mix of... Uh, prog rock, indie rock, and a little bit of punk. It's a little hard to categorize them, too, but they're much more digestible than Black Midi. So if you want to start with something, maybe start with Coquette. And they recently did this No Audience series that they did through Kickstarter, where they got some new equipment. They also had people actually record a live performance of them. It's kind of like their own version of Audio Tree, but through sure. like their own live records and they redid each of their eps the most recent release being their uh last ep three which is my personal favorite and at the very least listen to the opening track man provides on either the record on the recorded album or this version because it is easily a top 10 song of the 2010s for me personally these guys honestly should be one of the biggest fucking rock bands period in my opinion so coquette uh, if anybody from Coquette is listening to this, y'all drop some dope shit. Continue being some of the most talented sons of bitches on the planet. Anyway. Awesome, man. Bryce, that's, your turn. That's cool. I got to check that out. Uh, new EP came out this week from the Bruce Lee band. Uh, Bruce Lee band helmed by Mike Park of Asian Man Records uh, fame. Uh, he was also... In uh, a handful of other uh, sort of uh, well-known ska punk bands from that area in California. Uh, it's a nice little uh, kind of ska punk EP um, worth uh, checking out and listening to. I, you know, I don't, it's a lot, it's, it's one of these late era third wave ska band EPs where like it's, it's not reinventing the genre at any point at this one, but you almost kind of don't want that from the people that are making these at this point. It's like when we yeah. talked about the Boston's record, like the Boston's record is great, but it's, it's like, it's a Scott punk record, you know? And yeah. like, and that's kind of what it is. You and know, Boston's so, at this point. It's like, if you're expecting right. like an absolutely 180 style record, you're probably not going to get it from them, even though, this late in their career, they could if they wanted to. They could, but I think you also get to a point where, like, the people who are buying that Boston's record don't want something that doesn't sound like a Boston's record. You know, they want something that sounds like a Boston's record. I know that, you know, that's what I want. I don't want them to put out, like, a like a polka record or some shit you know piano like, ballads of nothing but dr d and like right right like i i you you come to a point as an artist 
I, I think there's a period of time where it's absolutely like super smart to to maybe innovate or add new things or whatever. And but then you come to a point where you've kind of settled into a sound and the people who listen to you listen to you because they like and want that sound. Yeah. And then at that point it's just sort of uh about like finding little ways to freshen that up yeah the the key for a lot of bands and for a lot of bands that i enjoy is having that distinct characteristic that you obviously know a band for such as rustic overtones or system of a down or the roots like i can recognize each one of their records as individual records even if they are different from one another like rustic overtones long division you can't compare it to their most current self-titled record they're two completely Mm -hmm. different ones but i can tell when it's a Rustic Overtones record, whether it's from Dave Gutter's vocals to kind of the more soul-infused and kind of jazzy approach to ska that they did, which I wish got them bigger, and Arista just fucked it up royally. (laughs) But, like... I I I love that you bring this up, because this has always been a theory of mine about music, and where when an artist truly ascends you can tell it's because they've nailed down how to make something that feels new, but also is unmistakably their music from the moment you hear it. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you hear a Billy Joel song, like a fucking Billy Joel song sounds like a Billy Joel song. Like, uh, and, 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 and you know what it's like. The stranger is is different than we didn't start the fire. But you know way, both songs way like way different. You know, Elton Elton John's the same way. You know, Queen songs are the same way, with the exception yeah. of the missteps in the eighties. Um, you know, like those artists that really get it. I, I there are artists that maybe take it too far. You know, ACDC being criticized for every song being very very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's there's a sweet spot that the artists who truly the artists that truly like break through and end up becoming these songbook artists like Johnny Cash or something like that, right? Yeah. Like those are the artists that find a way to write songs that feel new, but at the same time are entirely apparent that it's that artist and only that artist. That yeah. Did it. You know, um, and so I, I'm glad that you've kind of come to this conclusion almost independently. <laughs> that that's the case that it is. I've been know. on that wave since like high school, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the third single from the new Bronx record, Bronx Six. Uh, Added that to the... my playlist. It was some dope shit. Watering the well. Uh, it's really interesting. It has a a, a a in the foreground. It has a range master treble boosted guitar uh which is kind of a new thing for them but definitely if you're wondering when listening to the song you're like what's that very 70s feel to the guitar it's they're using a range master and yeah uh the range master uh for people who don't know it's a guitar effects pedal that uh boosts the treble and it was made to basically fix shitty vox amps so that they sound better uh and it was picked up and used on basically all the guitars on tony iomi's records and brian may's records and a bunch of people from the 70s uh up until people started making amps that didn't really need them so much anymore and and people kind of stopped doing it so whenever you you hear what most people will qualify as a 70s guitar it's got a range master on it or some other type of treble booster um but range master is the famous one and uh it, it, it was so apparent on this track to the point where 
the track started and I chuckled because I was like, oh, it's they put a range master on the guitar, which is kind of, uh, kind of uh, unusual for them. They don't usually have that. Uh, I'm super excited for this record. The Bronx, one of my favorite bands, uh, uh, who I. Uh, who I got into uh, this year after being familiar with their uh, uh, other work as El Bronx, which is their uh, mariachi uh, uh, counter uh, identity. Um, and uh, I adore that band. I think if we ever do a short series, I've been thinking maybe in December, we'll do a short series of bands that one of us is familiar with. Um, that we want the other guys to check out um, and talk about uh, just to just to change things up for December. But that'd be dope. Um, that band's amazing, and I'm I'm looking forward to to talking about Six because uh, Six is uh, going to be great. But uh, we've reached the end of the new music section. It's time to talk about Volume Nine, Drake. Uh, Drizzy Drake, as he uh, calls himself and as various collaborators call him across several Drizzy. records. Uh, Aubrey Drake Graham, born October 24th, 1986, is a Canadian rapper, singer, songwriter, actor, producer, and entrepreneur. A prominent figure in popular music, Drake is credited for popularizing the Toronto sound. He first gained recognition by starring in the teen drama television series Degrassi, The Next Generation, from 2001 to 2007. Pursuing a career in music, he left the series and released his debut mixtape Room for Improvement in 2006. He then released the mixtape's comeback season in 2007 and So Far Gone in 2009, before signing to Lil Wayne's Young Money Entertainment. Uh, Drake released his debut studio album Thank Me Later in 2010, which debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200. He achieved major critical success with Take Care in 2011 and commercial success uh, with Nothing Was the Same in 2013. And his first commercial mixtape, if you're reading this, it's too late in 2015. Later... Uh, to uh, the latter, sorry, the latter two were certified multi-platinum in the U.S. Drake's fourth album, Views, 2016, sat atop Billboard 200 for 13 non-consecutive weeks, uh, becoming the first album by a male solo artist to do so in over a decade. Marketed as a playlist, Drake's second solo commercial mixtape, More Life, 2017, set multiple streaming records. In 2018, he released the double album, Scorpion, which produced three number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100. Departing Young Money in 2018, Drake's third commercial mixtape, Dark Lane Demo Tapes was released in 2020 and featured the Hot 100 number one lead single, Toosie Slide. In 2021, an EP, the EP Scary Hours 2 included the number one sing, single, What's Next, and set chart records. As an entrepreneur, Drake founded the OVO Sound record label, with the longtime collaborator 40 in 2012. In 2013, Drake became the new global ambassador of the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> uh, 
joining us the joining the executive committee of the NBA franchise while owning the naming rights to its uh, practice facility. In 2016, he began collaborating with the American entrepreneur Brent Hawking uh, on the bourbon whiskey, uh, the bourbon whiskey Virginia Black. It eventually broke sale records in Canada. Drake has also designed fashion, the most notable including a sublabel collaboration with Nike alongside other business ventures. In 2018, he was reportedly responsible for 5% of Toronto's uh, $8.8 billion total annual tourism income among the world's best-selling music artists with over 170 million records sold drake is ranked as the highest certified digital singles artist in the united states by the recording industry association of america he has won four grammy awards six american music awards a record 27 Billboard Music Awards, two Brit Awards, and three Juno Awards. Drake also holds several Billboard chart records. He has the most top 10 hits on, on the Billboard Top 100, uh, the most charted songs with 231 of any artist ever on the Billboard Hot 100, the most simultaneously charted Hot 100 songs in a single week where he charted with 27, uh, the most continuous time on the Hot 100 uh, with 431 weeks uh, and the most Hot 100 debuts in a week with 22. Uh, he also has the most number one singles on the R&B slash hip hop airplay, hot R&B slash hip hop songs, hot rap songs, and rhythmic airplay charts, and was just named Artist of the Decade by uh, 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 Billboard in 2021. Uh, Drizzy Drake, everybody. It's Drew's week. I would love for him to take it away. Didn't I start last time? No, oh, it's no your that week, was me. Bro. All right, all right. Well, I mean, what can you say about Drake that hasn't already been said? <laughs> you know, his success, like, pretty much makes it so. Even if you had something bad to say about him, it would just get kind of like lost in the airwaves with like how much people love him. You know. Sure. For me personally, like, I didn't really find it that hard to get through his catalog. Um, in fact, like, you know, I, it was kind of for me a little bit of a trip down memory lane for a lot of that stuff because I remembered when a lot of those songs came out, I just never really dove into any of the albums. I just kind of knew the pop dealer ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of those are not my cup of tea. Like, some are a bit eye rolling, you know? Um, like, uh, the one song I think that I hate like a lot, it's gotta be motto. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I just, the beat bad, uh, to me, like I hate how high the sub gets in it. It's like, it's just like, and the beats just super boring. Like, you know, a lot of people like that track. I don't really like it. Um, I love me some bass, but that was obnoxious for the record drew what did you what did you listen to oh yeah i guess i should start there um i was just kind of going with like a brief kind of overview first um i guess we can do it that way one second here um 
So I listened to So Far Gone, Thank Me Later, Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, If You're Reading This Is Too Late, What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, I skipped Views. I listened to More More Life, Scorpions, Some of Care Package. Um, I didn't go into Dark Lane demo tapes. Um, and I also did not listen to the new single Seeing Green, which is on here for latest releases. But and I also yeah, know a lot of the that one's like a Nicki Minaj uh, mixtape uh, re-release. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I pretty much listened to everything except for Dark Lane demo tapes, really. Mm-hmm. And Views. Um, and Views. I didn't listen to Views. Well, I, I listened to, like, three songs on Views, but I was just like, eh. Uh, it felt like that one was, like, kind of... I mean, it has Hotline Bling on it, which I think is, like, probably... Oh, and Controlla. So I knew, like, some of the songs on it already. I just... Like the first few tracks, I was just like, ah, I don't have a lot of time left. I'm just going to move on. Like, um, and I knew those two already. So, mm. uh, Jodokow said, Mono is one of the songs I really like. I mentioned it in Discord that a number of the songs I like by Drake are based on the guest artist, and Lil Wayne is on Mono. Um, but yeah, so for me, I think partially why I didn't like Mono was at the time I was DJing at a place where I had to play some popular music and I had to play that song a lot. And I think that also annoyed me because it sounded really fucking bad on the sound system there. So I heard all of it's like stuff that I didn't like, but like on a very loud level, most nights for like a month or two, probably that I had to play it to make people happy and like dance and shit. Mm-hmm. But then I would just change it up and like, uh, it was whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I really like his old shit a lot because, um, like, I was really into Lil Wayne back then. Um, and I, like, always thought that, like, a lot of those songs, like, um, were really good. Like, here, I'll, um, let me just look at the albums here. So, we'll start with So Far Gone. Um, I really liked So Far Gone, actually, quite a bit because I hadn't really listened to it. Um, like and I didn't really know a lot of the ones on this one because it was more of like his mixtape stuff. Um but dude, really cool that he worked with Bun B and that he had a lot of Houston influence on that one. I mean that's where he did it, so obviously like you know what I mean? But I mean it's just cool that like a guy from Canada like comes down and does like rap music with a lot of other rappers down here and it's like tipping his hat to like everybody. You know what I mean? Like as far as, like, Drake goes is, like, a nice guy, as far as that's concerned. Like, he really does, like, his research, I guess. Like, he's a smart guy when it comes to that. Like, his content is, like, sort of underwhelming to me, but it's also, like, really accessible in a way, and I understand that. Like, he's not doing, some like, stuff that's way too complicated to, like, draw people in. So even if you're not like huge into rap, I think he like the fact that he's singing on a lot of stuff that is uh, his his flow is like really uh, connected to the music and the beat and stuff like it's basically all kind of feel goody. But yeah, I mean, like the influential H-Town stuff in the Bay Area, like shout outs and like Wu-Tang shout outs and stuff. And then also um, uh, the um, 
fact that he had DJ uh, DJ Screw on that first mixtape was fucking really cool because I like I was like, wait, what? DJ Screw <laughs> produced a track for him? Like that's fucking sick. Because like R.I.P. to DJ Screw, like literally the creator of like Chopped and Screwed music, like the whole like lean culture in Houston and like all that shit. If you know your hip hop, you know that shit's fucking sick. So it's really cool, like to to catch that little fucking like, um, that little kind of like fossil, you know what I mean? Like and being like, oh shit, like DJ Screw was sure. on this, like in '09, like that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, then we move on to like Thank Me Later, and, um, dude, like that's really like I think what they mean by like Toronto sound is like that album. Like, there's a lot of like weird kind of like. Bryce, your faces, dude. You got to stop. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be fair and, 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 and decent here, you know? I'm glad. I'm really glad. Yeah. I'm glad somebody is going to do that. Yeah, I will. I also understand a lot of this stuff probably better than you do when it comes to, like, rap. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe an understanding of it makes it better. I should hope so. It, it probably does. <laughs> So yeah, Thank Me Later um, has more of that kind of Toronto sound um, that I guess they're talking about. It, it kind of has like production that's kind of like cold and like just like solemn, like sad, like emotional type shit. You know, it's like weird. It's like it's almost kind of like really sensitive and sad rap or something like that with like weird R&B and singing and shit in it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some shit on it that is like. A little bit cringy, I would say, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that like a lot of uh, the features do better than him on like mm-hmm. some of these verses is like <laughs> also quite interesting. Like he kind of has like this like history of just like throughout all these albums, whenever there's a feature on it, the person that comes onto it just goes absolutely like ridiculously hard on his tracks. And then you're just like left going like, Drake, why don't you ever do that? Like on your solo stuff, you know. Like, could you maybe try? Oh, that? Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get more into that as we dissect yeah, some I'm, of the. But I'm going first, and I'm gonna be the nice nice guy about everything, you know. Um, so yeah, on to take care. Um, so <laughs> Bryce is losing his fucking mind yeah. back there. I love this. I I would love with this. So take care. I'm in love with Drake. I'm in love with with <laughs> Drew going from album to album, thinking for a long time about things that he liked. <laughs> Just let me do this, all right? <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> Holy fuck. The real her was just like on, on take care was awesome. I really liked that one because <laughs> um, it had Andre 3000 on it. Just popping the fuck <laughs> off at the end of it. Yes. Dude, yes. honestly, like, Drake is basically, like, if you don't look at him as, like, a single artist and you look at him as the team, like, all of his ghostwriters, his producers and whatnot, it makes it easier to, like, digest it, I feel like, for somebody who's, like, as, like, well, cultured as us with, like, you know, the broad variety of music that we listen to and whatnot. And, like... Uh, I, I'm going I'm to wait till my turn to speak, but I think that makes it even worse. Okay, let me frankly. finish what I'm saying. <laughs> the fact like i look at it more as like this like production team and this crew like because it's not just drake even though it's called drake it's like you know like we've got you know 40 who does like a lot of his production especially in his later stuff um 
you know, you have like features like Swiss Beats, who's like, you know, a producer, I'm pretty sure, just as producer. And like just Blaze, like you have amazing producers hopping on and like um so okay, Jodakow said, okay, so I'm not the only one who felt like the features made him better. Oh well, yeah, no, of course. Like honestly, like like Drake is kind of just like this open door to like allow other artists to get like catapulted into success. Like he's kind of like this like escalator for people because um he just as like mediocre and like underwhelming as his hooks are um they just resonate and somehow like just force fuck their way into our pop culture and make us kind of just deal with it like kind of like and just say wham bam thank you ma'am um and so i mean like that's what i'm seeing here like fucking oh my god dude hell yeah fucking right was on this album though and I think Drake just did the very end of it. And I will tell you right now, that's another one I really don't like. Like, as far... <laughs> and it's almost all Lil Wayne on that one, too. Like, I was just like... I was like, Lil Wayne, like, this is why you're a mixtape guy and you're not a fucking album guy. Because holy shit. Like, that song... Like, the hook in and of itself is really bad. Like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking right. Fucking right. Fucking right. Damn right. Hell, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, ugh, buddy. Like, yeah, his, his singing voice never improved, auto tune or otherwise. But and then you his, have Drake do it at the very end, and it sounds okay. And I'm like, dude, could you just have sang all of the hooks and not had Lil Wayne do yeah. them? Because, like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> but for some reason, that song was the jam of 20, 2011. That was like the jam, like that and motto, obviously. So now we move on to nothing was the same. And nothing was the same was pretty fucking underwhelming. Like, honestly, like, I, I don't really have much to say about that album. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's too late was um, kind of ridiculous. Um, I think that's right when he started to get into, like, I'm a hard gangsta all of a sudden. And I was like, hey, I liked it when you sang and you were a pussy. Um, <laughs> I really don't like this tough guy Drake at all. Um, cause it's just, there's nothing intimidating about Canada to me. I'm sorry. Um, so moving on, like, let's just say, look, like I would much rather be like lost in downtown Toronto at 3am than downtown South. No, but, uh, but beyond that, he's, he's a fucking child star actor from Toronto. Right, it's not your turn yet. Anyways, um, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, Future kind of stole the show on that one. Every time Drake would hop on, I'd be like, just bring it back to auto-tune. Like, overly auto-tuned Future, please. Um, put me put me back in that Trap Lord vibe. Because, like, at least yep. Future is, like, an absolute gangsta. Like, and, like, if, I, don't, I get people don't like the auto-tune shit. But, like, Future's kind of... Yeah, it's awful. Future's kind of, like, the... He's, like, the Peter Frampton of that shit. You know what I mean? Like... Like yeah, he's the Peter Frampton of something that sucks. To Bryce, it is. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. More life was probably the one I liked the most, and that's only because his production had more danciness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like honestly, Dr- if Drake just stopped acting hard as fuck and like became just like a full on pop star, and just stopped trying to be a fucking thug all the time and like acting all tough because you're not. 
Uh, that's always been my biggest hangup with him from like the get go. It's why I always never dove into his albums because I was worried I would just hear shit and be like, but you know, but he's not you. And like to his credit, <laughs> he's never like claimed like I grew up r- rough in the hood and shit like that and like was a gangbanger and stuff. He never said any of that. But his implications throughout his music made me go like, you're kind of saying it. Like, you're kind of saying, like, you're this tough guy. You're, you're trying to incorporate that somewhere, but it's just not registering. <laughs> he never says, I come from a hard background, but he does openly say, I am hard as fuck now. Yeah, because you're really and rich I and have will... bodyguards. Yeah, so Scorpions um, was okay. Um, like, honestly, way too long of an album, though. Like, really, he should have chilled the fuck out on that. Um Care Package honestly didn't have too much bad stuff on it. Like, I think, like, from my recollection, Care Package is technically the album of stuff that he originally not just put on any of his other albums. Like, yeah, it, it was a compilation album of stuff that was released from like 2010 and 2016 kind of yeah, stuff, which is, so. I, I intentionally avoided that one because it was just like B side and other yeah, but I kind of tracks like that. I but. liked it because it honestly, like, it was more like content that was more like what probably his real life actually is. And when it comes to rap, like, I think, like, flow's really important. Drake's got good flow. Like, his flow is definitely there. His lyricism, eh, awful. Um, and, <laughs> and his wordplay is, I would put it at, better than most that's played now um so as far as that's like there are still some out there that are fucking disgusting right now not taking away from that but there's definitely like a lot of cloud rappers that are just all about feeling right now which is fine because like that's where hip-hop has gone right now and i understand that and like there's still some tracks i'll vibe to that have like absolutely no lyrical content whatsoever that i just it just feels good to hear um but but with drake um, he's above that a bit. Like he definitely has a little more wordsmith to him as far as like a good wordsmith when it comes to all that shit. Like his punchlines are sometimes they're <laughs> underwhelming. There's a few that I've been like, oh shit, that was kind of dope. Like, but they're very few and far in between. So anyways, um, that's pretty much was my go through of listening to Drake this week. Um, I'll probably listen to some of his hit singles that feature other artists on them because they feature other artists on them. Um, He's just one of those guys that, like, he's just so much better when he features with people. Like, he needs help. You know what I mean? On a lot of different levels. But most importantly, he needs that with, he needs the feature acts because songs that are just him are just super fucking boring. Like, unless you're listening to the really vibey breakup type music and, or dancey stuff too, where he's just singing a lot. Those things are a fucking vibe. Like, those are the only ones that I really, that were, like, solo artist stuff that I could really enjoy. Because, like, he's definitely had his heart broken a lot of times because he's a very sensitive boy. And he's super sensitive. And I've been there sometimes. Not to that pussy level because I'm a fucking man. But, you know, sometimes I feel that way a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's nice to hear someone else kind of talk about it and be that sensitive, you know? He just like he just needs to embrace that side of him, but he's just too worried about looking like a little bitch. But it's just like it makes him look like even more of a bitch, you know. Um, so, anyways, it's backfired. Yeah, a hundred percent. It kind of is backfired. Um, but like you know, singing sensitive Drake is kind of a vibe. The dancey stuff that he had on that one album in like 2017 was kind of a vibe. I just don't like it 
I don't like Gangsta Drake, and he, there's too much of that. Like, I think he needs to chill out, just do more singing stuff. It it really feels good. That's why I like the Laugh Now, Cry Later fucking single that he had that came out, because most of it's just singing with a really good fucking beat on it, and it had a feature. So, like, you know? Like, anyways, that's me. That's my Drake. Uh, Go listen through. Uh, Let's do... Let's... I'm going to take control here. I'm going to say let's do Greg next. Greg did way more research into Drake than I have. I, I think we should save. I think we should save Greg because he will have more to offer contextually than I will. Okay, then let's go with Bryce's blatant hatred for Drake now. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you suspect what I'm going to say about Drake? Okay, you have no idea. Yeah, I do. Uh, I did not. I, uh, let me go through what I went through. I listened to So Far Gone 2009. Thank Me Later 2010. Take Care 2011. Nothing was the same. 2013. If you're reading this, it's too late. 2015, What a Time to Be Alive. 2015, Views. 2016, More Life. 2017, Scorpion. 2018, Care Package. 2019. I didn't manage to get to as much as I would have liked to in his uh, discography this week. I would have liked to have finished it. I was actually only one album away from finishing the album. They were really long, though, so it was a lot harder and more to bite off than thought. Right. So for three reasons. Uh, first, kind of a busy week at my other show, admittedly. Uh, second, uh, the albums were really long. Third, uh, there was a third reason. Oh, I fucking hate Drake. I hate Drake. Oh, uh, really fast and- too. I can't believe you actually got through. Um, what a great time to be alive. The the Drake Future album. I can't either. Uh, That's wild <laughs> that you did I wanna, that. I want to. So, <laughs> Drake, Drake, weep for humanity. That this man is a millionaire musician. Not only that, weep for humanity. This man is a millionaire musician 180 times. Uh, he has reached the incredibly once-in-a-lifetime shot of being a millionaire-class musician 180 times with absolutely no talent i don't understand that all he it blows my fucking mind that this man is as successful as he is because i listen to all of these records and uh never in my life have i seen someone so blessed with the power that you are given as a musician and the i i couldn't figure out what is it about his act that i that just makes me feel like shit um and i got <laughs> to care package and i realized that for the last seven albums the only thing this motherfucker has talked about is how the world gave him millions of dollars and isn't it cool how i have millions of dollars now uh he does not take the power given to him by the world to say anything at all about anything he has nothing to offer other than hey isn't it cool to be a rich guy (laughs) and it it fucking blows my mind that somebody could could survive as an artist like that and that the audience would not be like yo this is all really fucking whack um and he reminds me a lot uh in the early because in the early going i really wasn't going to be this this like rejectivist of it is that a word i don't know uh and uh and really wasn't wasn't going to be this hard about it but like on those early albums he's got kind of like an elvis presley thing going on where elvis presley had like these 
songs that were very clearly aimed at like uh, male demographic uh, songs, right? These rock songs that for the guys, you know, I'm one of the guys with the guys. And then he had these songs on the same album that are like these fucking like weepy ballads that are very clearly just for uh, for ladies and stuff. And Drake, Drake really felt that on those early records where it's like, oh, he's kind of both of these things. Uh, but then it evolves into... Uh, he he's gangster Drake for the dudes, right? So the dudes are like, yeah, Drake's hard and I'm hard because I listen to Drake. And then he's like, like a, a weepy fucking breakup Drake who's like, oh, he's such a sensitive, beautiful man. He doesn't listen to his records. And then there's, uh, I used to not be rich, but now I am rich, Drake. And that is the worst of all. The most fucking Started awful. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Well, yeah, but it's not even that. Like, that's the clever one. Like, that's the fucking clever one of those songs that he does. Uh, the other one. That ones, one was clever? Uh, exactly. That's the most clever version of I used to have no money and now I do have money, Drake. And he does almost entire albums where every song is about how he did a Sprite commercial four years ago and they paid him a lot of money. Uh, And it's like, oh my God, you know, uh, never mind his first uh, fucking uh, or the the first mixtape that's on uh, Spotify has that fucking song Successful where he's like, I just want to be successful. And then you get later in his albums and he's talking about the only thing I care about is money. And I'm like, wait, I know. I fucking know it. And bitches, money and bitches. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that and then there's the weird juxtaposition between the songs where he's like, you're all I ever think about, girl. And then in the next one, he's like, I fuck bitches constantly. And it's like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) He's he's (laughs) fucked, man. (laughs) And then The uh, the dude is like just a player. Like he literally is just like. Just singing lies to people like women, like constantly just like, I love you so much. Psych alive. <laughs> and then I, I get I got to a point late in his catalog where I was like, this is just the epitome of everything I can't I can't stand about about humanity music right now. About humanity. Yeah. About, about yeah. like like people are listening. Like there was so much wonderful, beautiful music in the world to listen to, and motherfuckers buy Drake records and listen to them. Like, can you believe that shit? Because I can't. It's I beyond can. me. How have you not <laughs> met people too. who are like Drake stands like that? Dude, like, I know, I know. They're, like, they're like don't get me wrong. I understand that there are people who like whatever comes on the radio they don't really care about music that way or or rather their their relationship with music is tied so heavily to popular culture i'm not talking about those people bryce i'm talking about the drake stands the ones that literally <laughs> I, everything drake does is amazing and like they want to be like drake and they think that but i i, I don't wrong. i don't understand it because his 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 beats are like boring almost all of the time his uh his that's my lyri- favorite thing is the beats they're kind of fire the beats his lyrics we'll have a discussion about that the beats yeah. are the, uh, the beats are incredible i i hard disagree i found none of these beats to be particularly interesting whatsoever you don't like any new beats though really name them. one sure. new beat out of any new rapper that you think sure. is a good beat sure admittedly not a beat guy so there you go there uh you, go. you, you are are welcome to to take my opinion with a grain of salt on that one i will cede that uh he's That's fine. he 
He is not nearly as good a singer as he thinks he is. He thinks he is Fuck a great no. singer and should sing on every track. And he, he can't sing very well, nor can he really write a vocal melody that is at all interesting. His lyrics are trash, and he doesn't even write them. Um, and he's fucking... He's, 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 attitude is terrible it got to a point on the late records when he would go into the weepy like i think about you all the time lady song or whatever and he and and was like oh man i i you know i can't believe things ended the way it did and i'm like dude i can because i've listened to a lot of your music and i think you're fucking insufferable uh there's absolutely i I have found absolutely no redeeming qualities about your personality whatsoever i think you're obsessed with status and money i think you have absolutely nothing to offer in the way of free thought by any means whatsoever uh and i i think the music you make is genuinely terrible uh uh, so those are my feelings on drake's a zero for me i'll i'll spoil it right here if you're wondering what the fuck a zero is it's a dude who makes 180 million dollars and can't write a goddamn song that's about anything else than wow it's crazy i have 180 million dollars isn't it uh and you're right every time he invites somebody else onto one of his tracks they outshine him because every single person he's ever been on a track with is better than he is and they have a more interesting life to talk about which is part yes. of what rap is sure yeah like all rap is is personality and like inflating your ego to be a superhero yeah and drake's superpower is just being really rich but and I, fucking bitches and being sensitive as fuck he's like I, his his biggest superpower is sensitivity and also being like a lying piece of shit to every girl he knows <laughs> I, and and so and like, making lots I, of money i want to make i want to point out when we started this show i came to you guys and was like hey try not you know try not to rip people apart that's not what the show's about it's about positivity and music drake offends me on a fundamental musical level uh his existence offends me that he's been able to be as successful as he has and his music is just it's nothing it's just nothing it's just talking about how fucking great it is to be rich uh, which is just like Oh man! But, yeah, and, but Bryce, and, have you ever been rich before? <laughs> no, exactly. It's not for you, dude. Uh, it's not. This music's but, not for you. But it's. I I guarantee you, ninety percent of the people who listen to and love Drake have never been rich either. They just like to listen to Drake and be like, "I am like Drake, dude. I am. Yeah. I I feel exactly. like a rich man when I listen to this. Exactly." You get it. Some so now you get it. Aspire to be Drake. Yeah. Fucking awful. It's so. Well, bad. that's not just aspire to be Drake, just to be like successful. Like Drake. I just want to be. Not not only that, but like Drake puts on this fucking like this like part like because you know like two short superpowers being a like a superpower pimp. You know what I mean? It's like a superhero sure. pimp. Sure. Like Drake is like too short is hilarious. Dra- yeah, Drake is like Illuminati rich. Like he's literally just like. You have no idea how crazy rich I am, like, kind of thing. You know what I mean? He's, like, the eighth richest rapper. (laughs) Bryce, I know that. I'm just saying that's, like, his big superpower gimmick. And, like, people literally latch on. They're like, I will one day have this level of richness. And, like, they listen to that music to, like, put themselves in that space and, like, escape in that way. Like, and I get it. I think it's childish as shit, though. And I think that, like, grown men that do that shit and, like, sing along to Drake songs and get all, like, hyped up, like, I'm gonna make this money, are man babies. Like, 100%, no argument can be made there. It 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 breaks my heart, uh, honestly, because, like, it, it feels like you used to have to have something to say to be that popular. And he has nothing to say. 
He's never had anything to say other other than like the most fucking banal shit about nothing. None of his songs are fucking about anything. They're just they're awful. Uh, and 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 they come from a perspective that the more you the more I listened to Drake, the less I liked Drake as a person. Uh, whereas I started out, I was like, this guy seems pretty nice. He's got a sensitive side. And by the end I was like, this dude sucks. Like, <laughs> I, I do not like this person at all. And, and the last thing I want to say, admittedly, I made a mistake at the beginning of the week and I said, Hey, we'd never, li I, we were talking about hip hop artists after we got off the show. I was like, big pun. I should have said big pun. Never listened to big pun before. People say big puns fucking great. Went to check on Big Pun. He's got two albums. So I'm like, uh, we're probably not going to do Big Pun. I'll just listen to Big Pun's greatest hits. And it's fucking unreal. It's so good. And then uh, I went and listened to Drake for a week and just slowly, slowly let it eat away at my soul that this is what the genre has become. Striking. Super striking. Super striking. And granted, I come at it from a lyrics person perspective. I come at it from, uh, from a vocal performer's perspective. So me sitting there while he just drones his way through these fucking vocal melodies uh talking about nothing with no interesting wordplay whatsoever uh and he didn't write any of it uh that blows my mind uh sitting there just being like oh my god dude how 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 De artist of the artist of the decade from billboard artist of the decade and you know what he's the artist this fucking decade deserves it quite is, frankly it is comfy and it is not there are no edges to it but that's what pop music is you can just listen to good music that doesn't have edges to it you don't have to listen to drake people at home you don't have to resort to drake that's all yeah, i want to say the issue though the issue though is it's the most accessible and it's the most round like it is the least edgy music you can listen to like it just does not have anything of value yes yeah exactly but it's like it's literally just like drone out and just like drool like yeah and sometimes that's a vibe for some people you know what i mean like clearly sometimes that's a vibe for like 170 million people yeah uh so There's a lot of fucking miserable fucks out there and if someone says they're listening to a lot of drake i instantly am like hey are you all right do you need to talk about <laughs> it brother I, I don't want to come on here and be a fucking rage machine on the show because I'm not. But like, uh, I got to a point with this art. Like, I didn't finish that last album because I was just like, I, uh, I got it. I have, I, I, I have figured out Drake. Congratulations. Uh, I have never listened to so much music that I liked so little uh, as I have uh, with Drake. Uh, I, I, it has made me rethink uh, my entire relationship with popular music. Which is why you crawl back into the rock of shame. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, though. Go ahead. It's my turn now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. it's your turn. All right, Where do, so... Oh, you got, I assume you fall somewhere between Drake and I, uh, 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 Drew and I, Drake and Drew, Drew and I. <laughs> Don't ever call me Drake. Drew I won't call you Drake, I promise. <laughs> you did, but it's all right. <laughs> I will admit, Drake was a bit more of a mixed bag for me than I was anticipating. Only because my more recent memory of Drake has been more of his recent stuff. Mm -hmm. So, for me, that stuff's pretty insufferable. I will digest that in a, a little bit later. But going back into his earlier discography, I did listen to 
uh, pretty much everything that was available on Spotify with the exception of Care Package because I didn't want to listen to a compilation record. Right. So I listened to So Far Gone, Thank Me Later, Take Care, uh, the record after that. Um, nothing was the same. It, yeah, nothing was the same. If you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, the one with Future, the What a Time to Be Alive, Views, uh, More Life, Scorpion, and the uh, Dark Lane uh, demos uh, tape, and also a few, and also a few select singles as well. Yeah, I wanted to say my least favorite album was uh, What a Time to Be Alive. Because in addition to being a Drake album, it also had Future on every song. Which was just not going to be your cup of tea, first and foremost. Yeah, because you don't like auto-tune. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I like me some old school T-Pain, so auto-tune has been with me since, like, fucking middle school. Also, and... Future's voice almost sounds like that without auto-tune. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, if you've it ever is. listened to his voice without auto-tune, you're like, does he have, like, an auto-tune built into his body? Like, his voice just actually, it's like this croaky, yo, it's like this croaky sounding voice. And it's like, I'll, I'll be honest, it took me, like, a couple of years of hearing his music before I actually started liking it. Like, it was a Same. really, it was like Tom Waits kind of, but, like, obviously not as good as Tom Waits. And like, Oh, no, fucking shit. <laughs> it's like Stockholm Syndrome. No. For you it is, you took you, a, took you Took you a long time to love it. Like Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, I, I it took me a while to like Tom Waits, and I actually sure. really like Tom Waits. Okay. I don't mind Future, but Future is definitely like I have to be in a certain vibe, a certain mood to like his stuff. Like if I gotta be getting turned. I gotta be getting turned up and feeling ignorant to like fucking vibe out to Future. Very much so, because if I try to listen to his stuff seriously, like if we decide to do an episode on Future, I would have been in Bryce's situation and probably bang my head against yeah. several walls, and I'd just be bleeding on screen right now. Yeah, you gotta be. Um, it's like it's like for me with metal, it's like I gotta be in the right vibe for it, like. With future, I gotta be feeling ignorant as fuck, and then I'm just like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I want to apologize. I want to apologize to Gojira uh, because I said their albums were long, and I, I, w I didn't know what long was. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I could. I, I was speaking from a place of ignorance. And then we listened to Drake. Um, but yeah, his earlier stuff, I actually didn't mind as much granted i didn't love any of his earlier albums but i did come from a few songs that i did like from each one so far gone the mixtape i'll admit to me kind of just sounds like a, a late 2000s early 2010s kind of pop rap mixtape uh that definitely fits in the young money camp um that he has that underdog sort of thing going for him that early on, so it feels slightly more genuine, even if the hook in Successful was hilariously bad. Um, mostly because of Trey Song's adding... Because, mind you, I really only heard that song through MTV, so I never heard the entire chorus. And when he does that little excerpt of, Cause in the clothes... And the hoes, I suppose. <laughs> like I died laughing because I didn't realize that line was in there, and I was I was at work having that. I was like, Pfft. yeah, like it's really gasping. it's really really bad. I'm like, there's no fucking way that's a real hook. And sure, enough, I do. It was. I honestly, I will say though, it's really funny though that he said uh, someone like one of the girls told him like, 
You'll Never Blow Up Like Trey Songs or something like that in one of his later albums, though. I thought that was so funny that he mentions that, too, because of the fact that he did that thing with Trey Songs. And then Trey Songs just fell off, like, entirely. It was after, for Trey Songs, it was after the Bottoms Up single with Nicki Minaj. And then it was like, who the fuck has heard of him from him since? And anyone listening to that song was for Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Let's face the facts. Oh, yeah. And I hated that song completely, but I completely understand why people went after it. <laughs> that mixtape definitely kind of just fell a little... It wasn't quite my taste, personally, but there were a couple songs I did come away from. Because honestly, outside of the hook, I liked Drake's, I liked Drake's verses. I kind of liked the slightly more storytelling element that he did have on there. Yeah. And Wayne's verse on there wasn't the worst, even though, goddamn, he has like four or five features on this one mixtape alone, and I really can't stand post-Carter 3 Wayne, um, because that's when his bars just go really, really bad. But um, Was that really th- post-Carter 3? Uh, yeah, because Carter 3 was 2008, I'm pretty sure. Or 2000, yeah, it was 2008. And then uh, Rebirth, I think, was 2009 or 2010. That's when Lil Wayne was really off the fucking bandwagon at that I point. I think he was on heroin at that point. I, I, he never spoke about Did it. Did he do heroin? No, he never spoke about it, like... <laughs> ever but i'm pretty sure he was because he was always talking about popping percocets and shit Mm. and uh it just seemed like more than likely that's that's usually where it goes you know what i mean so yeah i mean i know he was big into lean so that's what i mean like i think i think he might it might have gone there you know what i mean but anyways not to take away from your go ahead go ahead sorry um because then before we uh get into thank me later you we can't ignore the song forever that was like the big, big breakthrough single for him. Even though he did have a couple of hits from the mixtape, like uh, "You the Bet," uh, "Best I Ever Had," off there, <clears throat> and "Forever" is the big collaboration off that NBA theme uh, movie mixtape uh, soundtrack thing. And it had Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. So you have four massive names. Of course, it was going to be big. Uh, the hook definitely has not aged well. Uh, shutting shit down in the mall. I don't give a fuck. Um, Drake's verse wasn't the worst up until the hashtag flows, which absolutely irked me to death. Um, Kanye's verse was absolutely the worst uh, with the uh, I raped the game young, you can call it statutory line. Um, yeah, that was bad. Um, Lil Wayne's verse was surprisingly decent. That one actually wasn't as bad as I remember it being. And Eminem obviously steals the show because he actually sounds like he gives a shit on the mic again after a couple records of him not giving a fuck and drugged a shit. So that was like the first taste of truly sober Eminem. And I think people were just like, oh my god, it's insane. I'm like, yeah, it's good. That's pretty good. It it has, it's not bad. It's not like the best verse he's ever done, but. Uh, I also checked something too, uh, because I wanted to do a quick little checkup on something. Uh, 2009 Lil Wayne. He had re- also released mm-hmm. his uh, mixtape No Ceilings, which is like mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, the best shit Lil Wayne ever did. Um, because like Lil Wayne, a lot of people will tell you this too. It's a mixtape artist more than a fucking album artist. Like, oh yeah, he absolutely like is. anytime he didn't have a hook and he just could just go for the entire song and just spit. That's like the best Lil Wayne, and like anyone will like anyone who knows him oh, really yeah. well like will tell you that that was the best Lil Wayne. So. Anytime you just throw yep. Lil Wayne on a verse in a song, usually it's going to slap. Like, but if you have him doing like the hook and stuff with you, yeah. 
uh, album. It also depends on the era of Lil Wayne, because if you get to like the I'm not human part two era Lil Wayne, yeah. it is absolutely No, this most- was Lil this was Lil Wayne where you would you would hear like the lighter like click on the track before you would come on, you would hear and you were like, Oh shit, here comes Lil Wayne, let's go easy. Like Yeah. Yeah. No, Lil Wayne Lil Wayne hadn't completely fallen off at that point. Um, it was before Carter Four. Then we get in Yeah. Then we get into the Thank Me Later debut record, and it's kind of a hodgepodge for me. It does jump a lot of different styles, kind of like the mixtape, just slightly more refined and a bigger budget. Um, a couple of songs I liked was Show Me a Good Time, Fancy. Um, honestly, Swiss Beats is kind of a guilty pleasure. A lot of things that he produces or has a hook on for some reason, I can't help but fucking nod my head yeah. to. Because Swiss Beats is absolutely a fucking hook master. Just don't have him rap a verse. Nope. Don't ever have Swiss Beats rap a verse. Um, and then Light Up with uh, Jay-Z was also pretty decent. And Drake himself on those songs in particular, I didn't mind. He actually outshined Jay-Z on out. that track, in my opinion. Like, Jay-Z did in my an opinion, he... awful job in that song, in my opinion. Like, I think at one point he <laughs> rhymed the same word, like, four times in a row, and I went... Like, I know he does that, but I hate when Jay-Z rhymes the same words over again, like... Are you are you thinking uh, Light It Up or the... Uh, no. Light Up or the, it's uh, the, the Cake song? It's the later one in the later catalog of Drake. There was one with... The Pound Cake. Yeah. One. Bad. Yeah. Really bad. That one was garbage. Really bad. That one was fucking garbage. Yo, like, yeah. Jay-Z was cooked on that. I was like, yo, did you really... Yeah. Did you, like, think about this? 500 from- mil, that's a pound cake. And I'm like, stop. Dude, it was <laughs> so bad. Like, I was just like, Jay-Z, man, like... I miss it when you were like doing shit back in the day. Like, holy yeah. fuck, did you fall and, off? Like, and then you did four forty four, and everything suddenly like Jay Z finally came back to his fucking senses. But um, somewhat after that, we had yeah, the album itself. Thank me later is it has not aged well a lot. It, it definitely feels like a relic of its two thousands ten time. It's not the worst thing in the world that I've heard, but it definitely um definitely had some growing pains. And that fucking hashtag rap will always irk me to death. That Ipa and Ropa line always deserves Drake to get fucking bitch slapped every single second. Um, the Take Care record, though, is where he starts really coming into his own. Yeah. And I think it's thanks to 40s production going a little bit more in that down-tempo yep. shit. In which I'll admit myself... I'm not a huge fan of the Drake singing stuff. I actually prefer some of the hyper beats, even if I don't care for get, uh, the gangsta Drake when he tries yeah. to get really hard on his shit, and which gets worse as we go on. But with Take Care, I think he had that balance there. Dude, yeah, 40's production, dude. Ugh. 40 is an absolutely fantastic producer, hands down. At the very least, a very good executive producer, because uh, the songs I, I loved the title track, with Rihanna, that, like, it's more of, like, a basic club beat with just that piano and just straightforward thumping four. Uh, I'll four take care of you, yeah, like, oh, man. Yeah. That song's, like... My God, that... The, yeah. Their singing was great. That weird, like, vocal sample thing, like, in the center there, for some reason, got me, like, really hyped. Yeah, dude, dude, ha, 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 Yeah, dude, that shit. I forgot about that section. I was like, ooh, like, yo. Yeah, it made me just start going, ha, 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 
And on top of that, I mean, don't get me wrong. Take Care was absolutely way too long of a fucking record. You could have cut at least yeah. four or five songs. But there are some really good songs on there. And actually on my list, it's slightly a cheat because Drake himself is not on it. But Kendrick Lamar is buried alive. Oh, dude, Kendrick. Mm. King Kendrick, dude. If only me and yes. me have not done the deep dive on Discog, that would actually be a Bryce enjoyment one, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Bryce would absolutely enjoy Kendrick. Yeah. Um, and the other track, Lord Knows, because Just Blaze. Oh, my God, dude. Yep, Just Blaze is... Dude, Drake actually had a decent verse yep. on there. Yep. Like his braggadocio actually worked, and he was like... They claim that I'm not getting pussy, but the music I make isn't for people who aren't getting pussy. And I'm just like, yeah, I was like, yo, that was a fucking line, dude. But like literally one in a sea of fucking dog shit lines. <laughs> I know. Oh, absolutely. But it, it shines so much oh, brighter in his sea. I was of like, I see you, Drake. I see you. <laughs> and of course, and of course, Rick Ross's verse is just prime. Oh, Rick Ross verse. Yeah. I mean, Rose, right? I, yeah. Yeah, you're either gonna love or hate Rick Ross. Officer and honestly, Ricky, as feature, <laughs> I love Rick Ross as a feature. I can't stand his actual album. Oh, his actual so bad. Awful. Yep. But also, I always um, will call him Officer it, Ricky. Sorry, he was a CEO. Like, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. There's nothing gangster about Rick Ross. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's not. <laughs> but um, spoiler alert, Bryce. Um, yeah, Rick Ross is awful. But so I will say one thing about that "Take Care" song too with Rihanna. Um. I think it has a really special place in my heart because I like the first time I really heard it, heard it, I was like still doing a lot of extracurricular activities. Uh, in case the podcast listeners don't know, I have been sober for eight years, but at this time period, um, I was on a certain um, thing that makes you feel things more emotionally and you get a little more happy. Um, but anyways, it was literally like when I heard that song for the oh, first time. Well, hey, uh are you talking about Krispy Kremes? Yes. Um, and it just ah. felt like a warm, <laughs> warm hug with like Rihanna's parts and that like weird guitar feedback that. And just oh, like that, that part is just a, a great it, like texture. for me, it was just like a nostalgia thing, which is why I think I enjoy it. And like there were some really good times when that song came out in my life that like made that song like. Like listenable for me, but I know that it's just not content wise spectacular it's just good as far as drake yeah. is concerned so yeah i agree yeah. and take take care as an take care as an album is definitely one of his better ones the for start sure. yeah it definitely the start for me of where drake actually had that potential of being really really good yeah. and for nothing was the same I wasn't quite as underwhelmed. Don't get me wrong. It's not like an amazing, perfect record by any stretch, but it was a bit more condensed than Take Care. And I think the high points on there just about matched Take Care's as well. And the production from 40 was, I think, a bit more fluid. So it all kind of ran together really well. Um, worst Behavior is just a really wonky ass beat, but I love how weird and wonky it is. And while Drake's verse on there is slightly obnoxious, his weird, uh, ma his weird, uh, mace flow there on that third verse was actually kind of cool. The who shot, who not, stop out the store. Like, yeah. him bite. Granted, it was just a complete ripoff of the flow, but I think that was a point. It was kind of like a tribute, and it was kind of yeah. cool. Um, the Janae Iko song from Time, which had that Trey Songs line. Because that one actually made me laugh. Yeah. When I heard that line, I'm like, oh, my God, that was real. He, like, pays um, attention. Dude, he literally, like, 
Yeah, uh, I actually forgot to mention this too, but like he really does pay attention. Like he puts a lot of thought into his work. Like even though it is underwhelming and whatnot, like to a lot of people who listen to it. But um, at the end, what what which album is, has motto at the end? Was it Take Care? Yeah, it was at it was Take Care. At the I think it was like maybe the last line of uh, Nothing Was the Same in the very first song. He says, "Real, what's up." Like at the end of Motto, he says that in the very last line of the first song of the next album, and I yeah. and that's like it's almost like yeah. T- fluidity uh, into that next album, yeah. kind of like he does. Tuscan Leather as Tuscan Leather. an intro to that record was really mostly because the production switch ups yeah. were just crisp, super interesting, yeah. so fucking crisp. A um, lot of it just comes back to production for me too. <laughs> oh yeah, no product production's easily the highlight. Point blank period. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another track I wanted to highlight, even though technically, because it was, <coughs> pardon my coughing, <coughs> pardon my coughing, Damn Bryce. Man. I hope you no, all that out. No, no, you're not. You're um, not excused. Okay. Yeah, dude. Stop that coughing, blunt, God dude. Damn That backwood is yeah. humongous. Yeah. That's the oh, biggest it, bong I've ever seen. Yeah, that's insane. It's a v- six. Very, feet? very, very woody. Much back. Um, <laughs> all me was originally a single and for some reason it only shows up in the deluxe version right at the end but that track with two chains big sean for some reason just gets me really hyped and i think because two chains having the first verse is just that mm. that track makes no sense at all even within its own context even throughout the song he's talking about all the people that he works with on his team and that he's like this was all me within the context of it like i maybe i'm missing the joke but the whole the song like openly admits that he has a ton of collaborators within his team, and then the the fucking chorus is him talking about how it was all him that got him to the top. Buddy, that that Cottonelle line though, like the I'm the shit <laughs> thing though, bruh. Like I literally stopped on that. I was like, yo. As far as I'm the sh- as far as I'm the shit punchline wordplay things, like that one was just like like three lines of like. I'm the shit wordplay all in one. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yo, yo, chill. Like, relax, dude. Like, I had to pause it when I first heard that. Cause I'm like, I did not just hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not just hear uh, that. John, John of Cal agrees that all me, uh, all me is another good song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then another single that came after that was a zero to a hundred, which I completely forgot was Drake. Yeah. Um, and I forgot that was a thing, but that, that single bump. People still say uh, that shit too. Zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's probably the last good Drake project, in my opinion. Yeah. He gets a bit more rap centric and a little bit more hard and confident, which does get a bit obnoxious on certain songs, even though granted my favorite tracks from there were 10 bands, six God and used to. Which are arguably some of the most obnoxious on. <laughs> yeah, they thing. are. Like he just goes so, <laughs> he goes so <laughs> over the top that at that point it's just like. But but the beats but the beats are on steroids. So it like. Oh yeah, no, it's it's because the beats are absolutely on. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty consistent throughout for the most part. It's again pretty fluid, and it it doesn't completely overstay its welcome for me. It's when we get into. The collaboration tape with Future is where it starts going downhill for me. Yeah, and dude. Very hard. Mostly because, granted, I don't really, I didn't really care for Future's performances on that one either. 
but Drake was significantly more boring. Uh, views. Drew, it's a very good thing you didn't go through views because it was absolutely one of the most boring fucking albums I ever had to sit through. Oh my god, and tell me about it. It was, it was it was some of his most boring and most struggle bars. Chaining Tatum bars. That was bad. Um, and also his his most He's always had like a very weird way of approaching relationships in his raps. Don't say. Whether it's Yeah, no, it, it's not just the uh girl I think you about you all the time and I fuck bitches all the time type of contrast, <laughs> even though there's a bunch of that. The way that he approaches it with some of these uh women in his raps is literally like I took you out of the ghetto, and if you don't love me, I'm gonna literally put you back where you came from, kind of shit. And I'm like, what? Yeah, the there was actual a, abusive fuck is this? There was also a number of times on his records where he insinuated that women left him because they wanted to be famous. Uh, yeah, which that too. doesn't, which is completely ass backwards. It's like, no, I think maybe women get with you because they want to be famous. But I don't really understand why they would leave you because they want to be famous. That doesn't really make any sense. Unless, like, they successfully used you as a, like, stepping yeah. stone to that. But, like, how he never translates yeah. that. Yeah, dude, that hap that does happen with, like, rich people and famous people, though. Like, there is some a bit of some, like, relationship hopping. Pour, pour one out for my rich homies. Yeah, I don't really care about it. I'm just saying <laughs> that, like... He probably has suffered from that a little bit, no, and, and he's that, probably well, really sad was, about again, it because he's a again, sensitive little boy. Okay, again, that was that was the real problem with these laid out, dude. If you if you channel if you channel Drake Tears right now, like <laughs> if you accidentally summon Drake Tears right now, I'm gonna be very upset with you. It's Do not so, make Drake cry, dude. Like it's so difficult being <laughs> rich, being rich beyond belief. Honestly, he will and he will feel every... this negative energy wherever he's at, and he'll just like have a tear come down. They'll be like, "Drake, are you alright?" And be like, "I feel like some people are talking about me really negatively on a podcast <laughs> right now," have, and I'm just really have, sad about it, eh? I have more money than I have more money than most people could spend in 180 <laughs> lifetimes. It's so hard. You don't understand. Jesus Christ. Control, um, Controller and Hotline Bling are actually guilty pleasures of mine, though. I like both of those songs. Like, I I didn't mind Controller. I hate Hotline Bling. As far as, <laughs> like, the, the, the songs that I were like, these are not the worst songs I've ever heard, were those songs that were, like, hit songs. Yeah. And I was like, these are bearable. I don't know why I would ever choose to listen to them over, like, good songs, yeah. but they're fine. Well, Controller's good. Uh, it has, like, that fucking uh, dance all you beat to it and shit. I fuck yeah. with that. Um, I, I didn't mind uh, the songs I had on here. Uh, pop style, I didn't mind the beat. Pop okay. Mm. I wish he had the version with Kanye on the verse, because Kanye's verse was more interesting. Which is like crazy, version. because Kanye's a horrible rapper. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> He's like, his verse... Did you ever hear the joke about how, like, he kept trying to, like... He would come in with these amazing... Like, because Kanye West is, like, a amazing producer. Like... Mm -hmm. seriously one of the best like out there to have ever done it like and i will say that shit like full like full-heartedly 
But he would come in with his beats and then start rapping on them to like Jay-Z and stuff. And they'd be like, okay, Kanye. And just like take the beats and like <laughs> literally walk away from while he's rapping to his own beats and be like, thanks for the beat, buddy. See you later. <laughs> like, and like, well, the thing eventually with, the thing he finally did one that was good and uh, like put out his own album and shit. And people were like, okay, Kanye, like, all right. Yeah. But he's just well. Here, yeah. Here's the thing with Con- with Kanye, he does have writers. He's open about it though. Yeah. In which he will come back to the conversation here when I mention when I bring up Pusha T. But um, Kanye has always had writers. <laughs> he needs them. He will have his. He, <laughs> he will. Well, he does. Yeah. Um, Jesus walks in particular as an example. Yeah. That's the thing about Kanye is like he is a sound person. He does not understand mm-hmm. lyricism at all. But like like Kanye, I too like it's probably why I can tolerate Drake is because of the flow and how things kind of sound with the beats and stuff. Like I can enjoy Same. it because of how it all sounds to me. Like it all kind yeah. of like just melts together in like this really easy to like it like consume kind of way. And like with Kanye that like like Film and Loves Regis, like Honey Jesus or whatever. Like it's like like it's just like kind of just like it, it has like this rhythmic thing to it with the beat and the G says what's like yeah everything like just kind of like it's the same thing when he does the um remember that you're such a fucking hoe that he did with Lil Pump and he's like I'm a sick fuck I like a quick fuck hey I'm a sick fuck yeah and it's literally just kind of like a beat sample type thing like that he does and it literally means nothing to the song. Like, there's no content there. Yeah. But when he says it, you start bobbing your head like, hey, hey, go, go, go. Like, and it's just like, it's a chant type thing. You know what I mean? Like, he just is, he's good at that. Yeah. But horrible rapper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. It all depends on, it all depends on who's writing for yeah. him and how much of his own writing he tries to filter. Yeah. And. Which is very, very hit and miss for me. I, I don't think he's the worst. He's not like a bad rapper, but he has extremely bad moments. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Well, he's just, he's an undiagnosed mentally ill individual who like has said outspokenly before, like, if I get on meds, like I might not have the same artistic edge. And I'm just like, well, you could try, you know, Honestly. because like, you know, <laughs> your behavior is kind of insufferable sometimes and you hurt people around you. but yeah i mean you are i uh, I mean there's no getting away from the fact that kanye west is a very brilliant mind and like i hold him up probably above drake personally but go ahead go ahead greg go ahead how much does that take uh, bryce we get it you don't like drake okay (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't sound like you guys like drake very much either it just sounds like you guys are willing to excuse more of it (laughs) no i mean i actually do like some of drake though I'm just like I'm I trying to middle ground it because like there's definitely stuff I don't really enjoy about him, but it's like more of like kind of a mixed bag for me. Like I'm very mixed feelings about him. Yeah. Like like I'm I'm not going to ever take Drake as a super serious poetic lyricist. But that's not what on that's not like what he wants either. Like I don't think he has ever wanted yeah. that. It's just like he's just doing his fucking thing. Because like it, you know, I mean, listen to and I will transition to his next album, More Life. It's literally a mixtape full of every genre that he slightly experimented with on views that did not work well, but done right. Like, my favorite songs on this record were Passion Fruit, Yo. which I forgot was a oh, great thing. Oh, Passion Fruit's so was, good. The, 
that beat too like the sample i would keep hearing on tiktok is that intro part which isn't him it's that dj thing and i have that same sample i didn't even realize that i have that sample in a house track actually like some of it like where it's like i'm just gonna do my thing you know what i mean like and it's just like yeah, I completely forgot that was an actual Drake song, and that's how the intro went. But, dude, the beat was good. Drake's uh, flow and his melodies were actually decent on there. Uh, get it together with Black Coffee on production. Dude. Ooh, I loved the Afrobeat shit. He's such a good Afrobeat artist. Like, holy shit. Incredible. Dude, I only just recently got into Black dude. Coffee from his release back. You got to check out some Boiler Room sets from him. He's a he's a phenomenal DJ too. Yeah, like really good DJ as far as like house music. Apple and uh, and Madiba Rhythm, uh, like the ones where Drake actually kind of does more of the Afrobeat type of stuff. I loved I it. liked what he was doing on that yeah. shit. It more life was a bit of a hodgepodge sonically because when he got back into just hip hop shit, it was boring as sin. Big time. Yeah, but those moments on that record far surpassed anything I was, that was like please do more of this like please like you literally have everyone <laughs> listening to you bring forward this amazing black music like please like please like, really, dude he could, like he could have done a whole record of something like if he and black coffee just did a record together, oh my I god think I would dude listen to that I would spin some of it probably like because like if it had black coffee on it it's probably busted like Oh, oh well. Unfortunately, we have to transition from more life into Scorpion. Um, do you guys want me to talk about Pusha T before I get into Scorpion, or does it matter? Because I don't think you, I don't think you listen honestly, to Pusha T stuff at all. Let's do it for the listeners, Bryce. and I also could use a little yeah. recap too. Because I honestly, after the um, who's the Philly guy again, Meek Mills, after his diss with yeah. Drake, I just was like, oh, more people are dissing with Drake. I honestly like none of this is entertaining. It's like. It's like little girls fighting. Like, it's not like an M&M beef, you know? Like, M&M yeah. beefs were really fun, like, and exciting. Yeah. Because you would have yeah. someone beef. M&M beefs are still really Yeah, fun. dude. I will go back oh, and yeah. listen to some of them. And I'll be like, oh, my God, he when somebody, when somebody, When somebody beefs with M&M, I'm like, oh, yeah. just wait for it. Yeah. I'm like, here <laughs> like, it goes. It's such, it is such <laughs> entertainment. It's like Jerry Springer. It's so great. But this is more like... The disses with like Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon and like fucking um can't wait not Karis one I'm sorry Karis one would never be for them um who who's that dickhead who fucking did the Firefest or whatever Ja Rule oh, yeah ja like Rule. when he dissed Ja, ja Rule, Rule. Yeah. like oh my god dude those yeah. are fucking hilarious dude like none of them I really care about like in like a like actual like it affects me kind of way but it's fun to watch like right. yeah and with the yeah. Drake fights it's more like I'm just in the old port in Portland and two girls are outside and they get into a little tussle. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. eh, I mean, it's, it's something to look at, but at, it's not even like an actually good fight, you know? At least it got us back to back, which is arguably still a decent banger, regardless of it's, a it's a good or not. banger, but that- none of it's like, Oh shit. He bodied him. It's just more like, yeah, like you, you won with your six ghostwriters. Congrats. The line of, uh, uh, <laughs> you're going on a world tour. Is it your world tour or your, oh, your girls, girls tour? tour? Yeah. Like, like this isn't what she meant when, uh, this isn't what she meant when you, when, when she said that you should open up more like that line. Yeah. Just go, <laughs> like I did a literal spit take cause yeah. I forgot that was his line. Um, 
yeah, the rest of it was was pretty meh. But that one line was like all he needed to do because to get to Meek Mill, Drake didn't couldn't attack Meek Mill from a street angle because he's no. not a street guy. But he could easily attack him from an accolades angle yeah. because Nicki Minaj, also being you know Drake has history with Nicki Minaj, you can easily argue the accolades angle because. I mean, what the fuck does Meek Mill have compared to Drake? And he already has connections with his girl. So, yeah. like, like Meek Mill was just screwed from the get-go. Um, but with the Pusha T one, for those who aren't aware, and it does kind of go back to the ghostwriting thing, um, back on Pusha T's Daytona record, he had the closing track, Infrared, which had the, which had a couple lines sort of jabbing at Drake. Uh, I think it was more subliminal. He didn't immediately... I don't think he immediately called out Drake. He might have. Um, but he was easily talking about uh, Quentin, like Quentin Jones, who was like the guy who was accused of being Drake's ghostwriter. Um, and of course, Drake responded with um, a song called Duppy Freestyle, which was arguably okay. Um, it, it actually had kind of like an L.A. noir style beat. Drake actually had decent flow and presence on it. Like as a song itself, it was okay. And he did have one kind of funny line against Pusha T where it was like, you talk about selling drugs like you were Pablo Escobar and something like that. And it was like, ooh, that one kind of hit a little bit. But for some reason, he went off on a tangent about uh, uh, talking about Kanye West, about like, I did more for a him than you know kind of deal. And because uh, Pusha T is signed to Kanye West label, which is kind of why mm. for some reason he decided to bring Kanye into the mix. And he also at some point brought up Pusha T's fiance, which was a horrible idea. Because then we had the story of Adidon. Now, did either of you two listen to this track? No. Okay. You're going to have to. Um, because the song itself basically goes after Drake. Compa like talking about Drake's family life, how his dad basically left him early as a deadbeat dad, and how Drake like never really truly appreciated his mom, but then spun that story around to basically exposing Drake for hiding a relationship with a porn star and hiding a child. <laughs> and it was real. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And it still <laughs> is one of the best diss songs in hip-hop history, period. Push is just all on his shit on this song. And basically, Drake, like, a month later, like, before he even released Scorpion, the if you guys want to just look up the album art of Story of Adidon right now, Drake couldn't, Drake couldn't respond to the rap, because how the fuck could he? He responded to the image that was used as the album art. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're seeing this now. <laughs> yes, I did see this somewhere. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, I did post it in the Discord. Um, oh, boy. Yup. It was real. It was a... I can't remember the source of it. It was like a picture from Drake back in like 2006, 2007. Oh I think it was God. when he was still on Degrassi or something. And it was supposed to be one of those uh, like uh, sort of like black people being treated like, uh, you know, like the blackface <laughs> marionette things. But right. Pusha T was able to spin that and basically was like, 
you are insecure about your blackness. You are insecure mm. about being a father. You are insecure as a human <laughs> being. And it just goes off. And the last line he had there in the song, because you know the single uh, I'm Upset from Scorpion? Yeah. He released this song shortly after that. And he said, so this is what you're like when you're upset. I want to see what it's like when you're angry. <laughs> and like I I can't do I can't I can't do the disc justice. You guys have to listen to it. It is the insecu- the insecurity is the line to pull about him cuz it's all over his music like in everything. Mm-hmm. It runs in, in everything. He's constantly talking about money, he's constantly talking about uh breakups and and is overly emotional about things. He's constantly uh talking about how he's light-skinned but he's a real black person like in all mm-hmm. like uh, all of his oh, albums. He has have- he has that legit line in Scorp in Scorpion and which and Scorpion, I and feel also, like he it, he didn't hide a Dion from the world. He hid the world from a Dion shit. Right. Oh, that that was some bullshit trying to spin that shit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nice try, Drizzy. <laughs> yeah, no. But long story short, Scorpion is also ass. Um, the high points on it are better and than way the, too fucking long. It's an hour and a half long. Yeah, the high points on Scorpion are better than views by a country mile. However, wow. because there are so few high points on there, it still it still <laughs> doesn't rank itself much higher than views. Like, uh, oh, what were the songs I put on my playlist? Uh, Elevate, Talk Up with Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z actually had a fantastic verse on that one. Uh, and Nice mm. for What, which was a single from it. The beat itself is just fucking nice. I, I had nothing against this song. Um, and I really don't have much to say about the Dark Lane demo tapes. It's pretty bland as shit. Um, it, right. again, better than views. It's only like 47 minutes long, but still, it's nothing really to write home about. And Tootsie Slide is one of his worst fucking songs, period. Like, absolutely <laughs> one of the fucking most boring goddamn songs to ever get number one. I will never understand why. Left foot up, right foot slide. It's a club banger. It doesn't even bang. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not even a banger. It doesn't do shit. Who knows? Who knows, man? But, um, and then, of course, we uh, we actually talked about Wants and Needs after the show um, we recorded. And that song is growing on me a little bit, but primarily more because Lil Baby just absolutely fucking murders his verse. Lil Baby goes so fucking hard on that song, dude. <laughs> he and literally I, just keeps I, going and going and going. And you're like, what? Like, he doesn't breathe. It's Dude, insane. He, he's so aggro on it too, and it's like even though it's got that auto tune, like kind of monotonous, like kind of tone, like he still somehow makes that work because he's like what he's saying actually is content. Like, yeah, people are like, "Oh, I hate little baby." Is like triplet flow and the weird auto tune thing. I'm like, buddy, do you hear what he's saying though? Like, like yeah. there's that one he did during um quarantine during the Black Lives Matter protesting, the, big, the bigger picture. Bigger picture was so good, dude. What makes like, me sad though is that he even admitted he's not going to do any more political songs after that, and I'm like, why? It was your best fucking. It was song. so good, dude. I mean, I get it though because like the dude just wants his fucking money. You know what yeah. I mean? He yeah, just wants dude, to have fun. The, but like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit, though. That's like, uh, like the dude just wants his fucking money, so he's gonna eschew like being an actual artist. Like the 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 excuses for that within the culture. Sure, it is. It is his decision, but that doesn't. I mean, that's his decision. He can. He's a that's good. That's his bot. decision, though. 
He's a good vibe artist. And rap but... and rap for a lot of people is business though. Like it's it's a way it's a it's a That's what that's horrible though. Is that art is just like oh it's art, but like that shouldn't come before making money from a I mean, coming from a lot of my friends who like are trying to do that shit, like from Tennessee, like a lot of them just wanted a way out and like that's their way out and sure. like Okay, that's fine, but that doesn't that that makes it that doesn't make it artistically meritful for No, anything. but it's like they want to just... do that so they can become entrepreneurs out of that. Like they want to get a name for yeah. themselves so they can then start opening businesses. And then Like Lil, like Lil Baby admits that he's pretty much going to do exactly that with yeah, his money. Yeah, exactly. I can, which is fine. I can I can under I can understand that and still think it's completely at odds with the idea of being an artist. That's fair. I mean, I guess like I think everyone should be allowed to if do you're art. Just doing it as a, if you're just doing it as a business opportunity. Yeah. Weird transition. Pitbull basically admitted that's what he did. Who? It's 10% art, 90% business. Pitbull. Who? Oh, yeah. 100%. He doesn't even do music anymore. He just has his he has his um his lines of stuff, and he has his fucking radio show on SiriusXM that, like, puts on other people's shit. And, like, but he's a nice person. It's just, like, he just did this shit to, like, to plunge himself into the business world because there yeah. no one would listen to him otherwise because like a lot of these people are are just hood kids that like wanted to do business and stuff like that but they don't have those opportunities to do that so like what what will people buy like stories about growing up in the hood and shit like that so that's what they do yeah true i i understand all of these reasons that you're laying out for why he's a nice person why he absolutely economically has reasons to chase music for those reasons i get it I still think it makes you kind of a shit artist <laughs> if that's your ambition is I'm going to use it as a imagine doing that and still making good music, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's just just goes to show how talented they are in general outside of just music. Like, I just because I'm a musician, so that doesn't mean I want to fucking like do stuff with like, like music business or something like that or throw shows or like uh, do my social work and stuff like that and be a therapist, too. It's like not everything. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. obviously, that's why I do like a bu bunch of different musical projects too. Like, no, but it should be the reason why you do the musical projects is because you want to create great music, not because you want to buy a shoe company. I mean, if I could buy a shoe company through my music, that's pretty fucking dope. That that <coughs> that'd be like a nice secondary thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like I'm t I'm sorry. Like if Sonic Libido got famous enough. To have its own clothing line, would you be like, you'd be like, oh, no way, man. We're just about the music. No. <laughs> Drew, 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 you are completely misrepresenting my point. My point is not that you cannot have a side investment with the money you make from music. My point is that you should not be coming out and being like, yeah, I mean, music is whatever, but I'm really about the fucking shoe company that I made or whatever. And be open and on and like have that be the focus of your music because it makes you make music like fucking Drake that doesn't fucking say anything. It's all about just making money. Yeah. That's what a lot of it is for a lot of rappers. Though. I understand. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. It's horrible. I understand. <laughs> But that's how it's it just, is. It's fucking horrible. That's, that's like that's no. That's fucking like post-apocalyptic music, dude. Like that's so fucking. The death of the art form is the art form that is made simply just so that people can make money to buy fucking housing developments and shit. That's the fucking end of the whole fucking game, dude. Yeah, because all these old fucking dickhead artists that like don't even have an opener that like are rock stars and shit that come out. And just like do their tours old as shit, and they have no reason to be touring right now. 
like are not selfish in their own means to like fucking do that shit just to rack in more money for their next private fucking jet. Yes, other people are also shitty about it. I don't know what your point is. The point I'm making is this focus on music not being about the art form. Well, I'm glad that you feel that's shitty too, is all I'm saying. It is. But like, honestly, like if that's what you're good at, then fucking do it and make your money. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like there's probably some passion there. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I just, I feel, I feel like the culture wants me to sit back and be happy for them more than to like their music to be happy for them that they made money and be like oh great get get your money dude your money get your money i'm glad you're making money and not be like is this fucking music any good to make a long story short drake i had a bit of mixed feelings on overall (laughs) i liked some of his songs i didn't love an album in particular and his later stuff definitely uh dropped the ball and i despise most of his latest catalog but I will have to admit he does have some bangers in his catalog and he's not the absolute worst artist I've ever heard. Yeah. So on a slap count, we already know what Bryce does for his slap. Are we are we are we going to discuss this any further? We're just going right to the slaps. That's fine with me. I mean, we each had like about, I don't know, between somewhere of like 25 to 40 minutes each of our own like discussion. Yeah. And I don't think there's much else we can dissect at this point. Is there- I don't think so either. I think we're pretty much done at this point, too. I just wanted to make <laughs> yeah. sure no one else had anything else they needed to say. That's no. all. Okay. Okay. So Bryce is zippy-doo-doo-dah, yeah, zippy-zip. Zero. zero. If I could give less than a zero, I would. You are allowed I'm to do going- that. You are allowed to do that for one of the shows, remember? Oh, wait. No, zero is no. the zero. Like, zero you only get one zero. Zero is the zero, and then there's one six. Yeah. 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 Um, so Bryce's zero for the year is Drake. He cannot Drake. do that for any oh other artist God. for the rest of the year. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gave you gave 311 a higher number. That's nutty. 311 deserves a higher number. Drake wow. Is- wow. Three- hey, 311 is at least making making wow. shit that, like, stoned-ass little white boys can vibe on. This fucking Drake shit is completely devoid of any artistic uh, fucking aspiration whatsoever. He's got it's nothing for... to say other than money is great. Congratulations. Bow down to his fucking capitalist god bullshit. Oh, my God. Sins. I got sins in my life. <laughs> I'm going <coughs> to... If I don't cough out my fucking lung here, uh, Drake is getting a two for me. Simple two. I can't hate him, but I definitely don't like him. I like him more than I dislike him, but it's only barely. So it's like a barely three for me because there are some songs that I fuck with like a lot by him. But like overall, like I don't really like him as a person, but I can separate that. Um Probably like we do with some other artists out there. I don't know. I can't think of any right off the top of my head. But oh yeah, Kanye West, for example. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, um, yeah. I mean, it's a three for me. Like, because it's not to the point where I'm like, ah, oh, dude. Like, this is like my favorite. Like, but he's good enough to not be a two for me. Uh, because the, I don't know. He's like he he does make some pretty good hits and um there's some good like kind of deep cut stuff that i hadn't really explored yet that i was like oh that's really cool like everything off of like that he was doing with that experimental stuff with the afro beats and shit was really dope and um hopefully after this whole like 
trying to deal with his insecurities thing is over. Maybe he'll go back to that for his next album, I'm hoping. We'll fucking see. Certified lover boy. I don't have a lot of expectations for it, but I'm probably going to check it out. I will probably... (laughs) I will probably check it out and and give it a good honest listen because <laughs> there are songs that I will go back and listen to with Drake and I have done that in the past and like a lot of them are usually features where I can listen to another artist alongside of Drake but now I have a couple that are like kind of vibey that I, I like I didn't about. love his new um, single that, but I did like it more than anything I heard off of Dark Lane mixtape so the Dark Lane demos so I'm slightly intrigued yeah. to see where he's going to go with it especially the production is as decent as it was on that song Honestly, yeah. So it's a pretty solid three, like definitely leaning more towards the bottom side of that three. Like if there was like points to it, it would be like a 2.9 kind of, you know what I mean? It still rounds up yeah. to a three. So um, yeah, but that's where I stand with Drake. I, I just, he makes bangers and they work. Like I've seen them fucking work and I've grooved to them too. And like a lot of it has to do with production, Same. like I said. Um, but the beats are a lot fucking... of a lot of it has to do with the part of it that he doesn't handle whatsoever. But yeah, know. but he's still a part of it because he sings or raps yep. on it. So the fact that he makes it still sound good and doesn't ruin the beats and shit, and it still works together. And look, this is all opinions, Bryce. So <laughs> you can fully disagree with me on that. I am okay with that. There is shit that you listen to that I probably don't like as well. Oh, anyway, yeah, speaking, of, sure. speaking of speaking of shit that Bryce listens to that we probably don't like, it is his week. So it is my week. Uh, Drake pulling a, 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 a an amazing uh, five points on the out of fifteen on the Rocket Shape podcast, which is still higher than three eleven. So suck it. <coughs> Let's go. All all on the back of Drew's uh, uh, shimmering <laughs> review. Uh, <laughs> and Greg's and Greg's too. Really, you're the one who fucking pulled it down so hard. Yeah, I did. Zero. I did, and he fucking deserves it. Uh, my next. Uh, okay, boomer. It's my week. Uh, yes, uh, of course I'm a boomer because I. Uh, Whatever you say. I'm not willing boomer. to make excuses Dang, for Drake's shittiness. Rap triplets. Me. It's not because it's not, it's not of that. It's because he's. The fucking insufferable. He's like, like, I don't. I already made all of my arguments, and and didn't mention auto tune once until we talked about what that other guy, the future, whatever his <laughs> name is. How's that for a boomer frame? It's just yeah, nice one. <laughs> you know what his name is. You don't uh, sound any cooler for accidentally forgetting how to say his name. <laughs> Old man Reed. I would like to do something kind of nineties e because we haven't really done anything nineties e. Um, something uh, sort of fun and nineties e. Um, so I don't know. Nineties artist. What do I have here? Dude, I was listening to Alice in Chains the other day and was like, I don't think I've ever done a deep dive on Alice in Chains. They'd be disqualified for me. Oh, fuck. What about uh what about some some 41? Absolutely disqualified. I love I love oh, most yeah? of some. Oh yeah. You're a big some yep. 41 guy? Oh man, that's a bummer cuz I was listening to the the big track of theirs, the Fat Lip the other day. I was like, this track slaps. Um, <laughs> hard. It's so good. Hard, dude. <laughs> they were so young when they did that too, but yeah. it's just like the body of it is so full for you like look, a fucking you look It's at like the, a trio, the right? Mu- the music and I think they've done far better songs than that too. So yeah, the music video—they're like thirteen. <laughs> You're like, oh so my young. god! Uh, like, how are you guys this good at pop punk? It's crazy. What about what about the Offspring? Um, 
disqualified. Yeah. Disqualified? I would say disqualified. I grew up listening to them. Okay. Yeah. I what about what about them. Hootie? Can we do Hootie? Hootie and the Bullfish? Dude. Fuck. <laughs> we technically could, but could we not? <laughs> Why? You hate Hootie? Is that a big... Everything I've heard from them makes me so mad. They are like literally like they're like a cartoon version of fucking uh pearl jam which i hate more than anything as far as grunge goes like i i hate pearl like jam everybody knows cracked review as the album and then anything i've heard about anything after that record people are just like don't fucking bother <laughs> can we please just not do hootie is that all right like well, I really sure. rarely will do that. I'm usually pretty fucking cool with shit, but like I really don't want to do Hootie I'm and the really, Bullfish. I'm really yeah. surprised. I'm really surprised that Hootie is is the violent reaction that it was. I what did we do right before Drake too? Was it Aretha? Gojira? Think, no. Gojira. Gojira. Yeah. Gojira was kind of tough too, but then we had Aretha, which was great. But then we had 311 before that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like hmm. buddy, like think harder. You know, <laughs> what? like find. Find something that's not. I'm, I'm getting told to think harder something. by the men who brought nothing last week, and we ended up with Drake. Okay. <laughs> and this is gonna be the episode that we fucking pop off and make money. You're su- you're supposed to be the smart one, Bryce. <laughs> I'm the one who likes Drake. You know what I mean? Like, so you should be smarter. I'm. Well, I'm. I. I really want something in that sort of that that some forty one vein that that nineties uh, pop pop punk thing that we haven't really done. Nineties pop 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 punk. Yes. Um. Hmm. How many of y'all have listened to Blink one eighty two as a deep dive? Me. All right. So Drew, disqualified there. Drew is unfortunately a big one eighty two. I it would qualify for me, but. I'm not I'm not like as bad as Colin, but <laughs> I also have no tattoos. So I mean I guess like having a blink one eighty two tattoo when you have several tattoos. What about is not what as about crazy. Jimmy Eat World? Nope. Disqualified? Yeah. Dude. You're a you're I love a, Jimmy. You're a pop punk pop punk master over here. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was an angsty teen, dude. What can I say? Um, actually, I... it's like that. And I listen like a Nirvana and the Foo Fighters yeah. and fucking like a bunch of other good Charlotte. Oh, oh no, no, <laughs> oh, no. His problem is they would qualify, but, but I kind of don't want to. I'm not sure which one I'd hate to do more. Them or Hootie. What about have have either of you guys done a lot of dashboard confession? Actually, no, no, I haven't. I, I haven't done a lot of dashboard confession. What's confession? Because a lot of people are always like, "Oh my god!" Like that was like my emo phase, and like, um, I got angsty with like pop punk and like shit like that. I didn't really do the emo shit. Um, yeah, I didn't really do the emo shit either. Although we did just get done with like basically like the new era of like what emo music is. Yeah. Yeah, like basically, like whiny, like why don't people understand me? Music, like, yeah. and why don't I ever have girls that stay with me? Mm-hmm. So maybe Dashboard would not be it. Yeah. I mean, the o- good Charlotte might be kind of the fun, only other band but... I could slightly think of, even though they're slightly more like pop rock vein than pop punk, but they slightly fall in that vein just because of how popular they were. Taking back, taking back Sunday, Joe Cow said, "Have you guys done a lot of Taking Back Sunday?" I have not, actually, I, I haven't. Know. I haven't. Uh, Simple Plan is also. Uh, oh fuck no! No 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 Absolutely not. I would much rather try taking. I would prefer Good Charlotte over that. No. 
Taking Back Sunday is like right after I kind of got out of that phase, I feel like. Maybe they were there during it. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But like I missed out on like that shit on war- like the Warp Tours and shit. Yeah. Like I didn't really go to a lot of that. So um, I could technically do Taking Back Sunday. I wouldn't mind them. The other band I was thinking of, in which I'm sure you two will uh, reject probably outright. And Jodakal would- said more. Jodakal said Taking Back Sunday is just like uh, more rock than Dashboard was, but it's still emo ish kind of. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, because Colin likes them. So. The other band I was thinking of that was slightly be in the more pop punky, but it's more pop rock lane, would be All American Rejects. Sure, that's as well. Yeah, I think they have like four or five albums, so it'd be pretty short, all things considered. But like they were obviously. How many does Taking Back Sunday have? Taking Back Sunday has yeah six or six or seven. Uh, there's a there seems like there's a lot on here, but a lot of them are live albums. Yeah, you're right. Oh, there's like, ew, gross. There's like acoustic albums on here. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a hard pass for me. I hate acoustic shit so much. I like acoustic stuff, but not shit that's like, del- like if it's in the genre that makes original acoustic stuff. Sure. Not like acoustic versions of other songs. I'm like, uh, yeah. usually it doesn't end well. <sighs> yeah, there's definitely some albums here. I, yeah, it probably was right about when I would have been out of that phase, too, because like, they didn't even really have a title album until 2011. Yeah. I mean, they have stuff earlier than that, but I don't think it was like they might not have been as famous back then. Yeah. And they had an album called 20. That's not a greatest hits record, is it? I guess I'd have to look. Have you done a lot of Coheed and Cambria? Uh, they'd be disqualified for me. Yeah. Yep. I always wanted to check them out. These but. are these are going to be the this is going to be the hardest genre to find stuff that one of us isn't dinged on. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, we do have Taking Back Sunday as a fallback. Punk rock music. Yeah. And All American Rejects passed as well. No, I I know I saw that 2002 as their first album. Joe Cow was just saying like they didn't have a title album until like 2011. Yeah. Out of all that, so. I would assume that like they probably threw out the title album when they were like big enough. All, to do all that. American Rejects, for what it's worth, has basically no albums. I've only heard like one album. Do you guys know Newfound Glory? That's like super angsty, like punk. Oh yeah, I kind of forget they were a thing, but they're kind of like that band that sort of like bridged hardcore punk and pop punk in a in like the yeah. '90s wave. Because I all the only album I know from that, I think is uh, I think it's just Catalyst is the only one I heard from that album. Yeah, I don't really know much of their song. I know they did a cover of "Kiss Me," which was interesting. Um. Other than I think that. they ha- they're not really like super popular. Wait, oh shit! My friends over you has ninety three million streams. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like they're popular, the absolutely yeah, popular. So. They're just a band I never got around to listening to in full. And when I have, I limit. I don't remember anything I listened to. So yeah. technically, they would qualify. I wish I could re-listen to fucking System of a Down for this. Unfortunately, <laughs> we cannot. I feel bad for listening to every Sum 41 record because that would have been a great episode. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. I know, I know you've done no effects, Bryce, or else I would say maybe no I effects. Haven't do- I haven't done no effects. Oh, really? really? Have you, Greg? I have not. No effects. Oh, shit. We should do no effects because everyone talks about them. Yeah. Like, they're like, like, they're big. Everyone talks about no effects. Like, we need to do no effects. We should do no effects. All right. Yeah, no I, think, we should do I think that's yeah. the pull. Yeah. And they actually did come out with a new record this year. So it oh, is. Oh, nice. 
<laughs> Jojo Cow's a gross garbage <laughs> band. <laughs> why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Uh, that, uh, Wait, Jojo Cow, can you explain why? Uh, Fat Mike's kind of a shithead. That's it. That's yeah, that's exactly oh, yeah, what he said. Or I, could, or I should say, frontman Fat Mike, number one douche. Yeah, f- Fat Mike. I mean, but like, that. are they that bad? Like, is this really gonna suck? For no, us? I've is heard a, be... I've heard a couple of songs by them, and I like a couple of songs by them. I just haven't really. Yeah, on them. like they're a reason that like skate punk got as huge as it did in a mainstream yeah. level. Yeah, like they're pretty much like the caveman version of it. But I mean, it's no effects. Sure. So. I like caveman I, stuff though. I like yeah. like dumbed down, like emotional, like fucking just like pour your heart out into your music type shit. Like mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like fuck it, let's just do it. Like you know what I mean? Like, like I punk like that, and drublick so. and heavy petting zoo. I know are like massive albums. I never listened to them, but right. I know that those are like iconic '90s punk records that people like always cite as like essential listening. Yeah, I like no effects. <laughs> Goose just popped in and said. Did I miss the discussion how Drake is such a little bitch? (laughs) (laughs) You did. You most certainly did, but it's okay because the VOD will be up. And also you'll be able to come. You can also go to like Spotify or wherever and access it that way. So it's all good. (laughs) Jonah Cuss is all of it. You missed all of the talk about it. So Goose, Goose, maybe you can weigh in on this, right? Um, We're trying to do like something kind of like pop punky 90s. And we were thinking no effects. Aside from the fact that Big Mike's or Fat Mike or whatever the fuck his name is is an asshole, none of us never did a deep dive on No Effects, so we were thinking that might be the one. Um, we were thinking about taking back to, taking back Sunday potentially, but like No Effects seems like it has like a lot of influence, and like all of us never really deep dove on it. Oh, definitely can't do Rancid Goose. I I have definitely done a deep dive on Rancid. I know my shit on Rancid. Anyway, I, guys... I know I know Rancid. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That one's just like, I couldn't not know Rancid. <laughs> uh, drop. Oh, definitely not Dropkick Murphys either. We're from New England. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Immediately disqualified. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I, I know uh, way too much. She's so I happy. know too much Dropkick. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, like, I've listened to quite a bit of it, even though I hate bagpipes. And I've still listened to a lot of it. You'd say um, it just plays out of the windows here and shit. Oh, oh yeah, Day, big time. So. Like, if it's St. Patty's Day, too, like, you'll hear it on every fucking street it's, corner, too. It is unavoidable. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, people really like their Irish pride out here. It's, yeah. I mean, like, I remember I had an Uber drive. One, I was doing Uber during a St. Patty's Day one time. I'll never do that shit again. Every single person, they're like, hey, are you Irish? And I'm like, uh, no. And they're like, <laughs> yes, but you have, like, are. a kind of reddish beard. And I'm like, no like i'm not like i'm i'm a american white person like like yeah but like you probably have irish heritage in you right i was like mostly ashinagi jew but uh no no not really no actually like no and they're just like oh come on maybe a little it's like yeah i'm irish you got me and they're like ah close enough i'm shipping off to boston yep oh yeah no but anyways i guess i guess we might have to do no effects I think no effects is the choice. I think no effects right. is uh, a really unless you guys uh, want to do streetlight manifesto, which would be no, awful. I could do disqualified. Minutes, but yeah, disqualified. I love streetlight manifesto. Disqualified. Really? You do? Yep. I think nice. that band. I think that band makes some good records. Uh, I think they have the same problem that no effects does. What? Their Douchebags? lead singer's a fuckhead. <laughs> I actually That's didn't it. know their lead singer's a fuckhead. I'll say. 
I'll say on top of that though, with too with Streetlight, their songs are way too fucking long. They have too yeah, many they do have parts. some songs that kind of go a little bit too long, but way too many parts. I think somewhere in the between is a fantastic record. I think everything else they've done is varying degrees of pretty okay. Uh, Jodo Cal said, ha in a different way, Greg. He's an asshole. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, let's close it out. Oh, wait, Thank wait, you. wait, 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 wait. One more idea because I know Sean would shit his pants. We could do fishbone technically too. <laughs> Disqualified. Disqualified uh, from me. He'd shit, yep. he'd shit his his he'd shit his pants just as much if we did bowling for soup. But uh, that's true. I, think, I, think I would just probably, protest that. Are, Absolutely yeah. not. Who are, who are the descendants? The descendants. The you descendants. don't know the fucking descendants. Descendants are 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 notable. Descendants would not be technically disqualified from me. I think I've done one of their. I think I did maybe everything sucks. Jodakal yeah. said I would go for descendants over no effects. Yeah, it'd be disqualified for me too. But oh, um, shit. yeah, I've listened to most of their records. Um, they're absolutely essential to hardcore punk and like the popcore, uh, pop punk, uh, melodic hardcore type of. Well, genre. I guess I'll have to check them out on my own. Oh, absolutely. Then. Start with Milo goes to college. Well, that's the same way about Sum Forty One. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm I'm disappointed. Greg listened to the fucking Sum Forty One records because uh, now I'm like, oh, I guess I got to check them out on my own. I can't do it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it will be helpful, though. I should go back and check out Descendants just for some more licks for when we start writing new music at Sonic Libido. Sure, and like sure. we can just we like can that. just steal stuff from the Descendants and nobody will know, you know. <laughs> I steal little drum licks uh, from like songs and shit like that. You know it's what I mean? Because it's not like stealing a melody. Yeah, yeah it's the, the drums. drums. Like, sometimes you need a little lick like that. Like It's like, oh, that's the fucking... There are no one will know. There are certain things you can't steal. Like anytime anyone does the fucking smells like teen spirit thing in a song, it's like, oh my god, what are you doing? You can you can actually I've gotten away with it before. I have. You have to be smart about how you use it, but you can't just do it openly. Like you can't just do it as blatantly as Grohl did it. But like you can definitely like I'll do like a little thing where I'll be like like doing like a thing and just be like you know boom boom bad pickle pickle boom 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 you know just like at the end of like a like a drum beat or something like because it's a fun it's a fun fill like and you can do it on different drums too you don't have to do it on your snare and just the hi hat you can go like snare to the high tom and then the floor and the snare and then back to the hi hat like three times or something like that or yeah there's all kinds of shit you can do but this is not a drumming podcast so let's move on no effects this is where Drew and I will spin off. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this wonderful adventure. We'll be back next week with Volume 10, No Effects. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Uh, share it around. You know the deal. Music is better with friends. But for now, and until then, your favorite band is out there. Go and find them. <laughs>